Welcome to the podcast, The Winning Combo, your home for wisdom on marketing and sales success. Featuring your host, Keith Washoe from Research Triangle Park, North Carolina, and Vijay Damojaprapu from Silicon Valley, California. From coast to coast, let the wisdom begin so you can become a winner. Here are your hosts, Keith and Vijay. Welcome to The Winning Combo, sales and marketing success podcast. I am your host, Vijay Damujapurapu out of Silicon Valley, alongside my co-host Keith Washoe in Research Triangle Park. We are very excited to bring you our eighth episode, and this time with a very special guest with Rachel Lambert out of NYC. Now, Rachel is a partner at Olawine, a collective of product marketers, designers, and filmmakers that help tech companies grow their revenue. Now, Rachel started her career in finance, then later transitioned to marketing, and she worked as a product marketer at Intercom. Now, for those of you listeners who are not familiar with Intercom, now Intercom is a leading software company here in Silicon Valley. So at Intercom, Rachel brought two of Intercom's largest product releases to market. And after that, Rachel worked as a director of marketing for a fintech startup named Giraud before doing product marketing for tech companies, including Envoy, Gladly, Spoke, and many others. Now, coming back to Olawine, where Rachel is a partner, she also created the Essential Product Marketers Guide, an e-course to help marketers grow their products and their careers. So Ray, we are honored and excited to have you on our show and super thrilled for you to share your wisdom and advice from your impressive product marketing career with our listeners today. So welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be on such an early episode and watch your podcast grow. Super thrilled. Thanks again for being here. And I'm sure you'll really bless our listeners today with your insights and advice. Now, let's also not forget our Winning Combo podcast show co-host Keith in Research Triangle Park. So Keith, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm super excited to converse with our special guest, Ray, and share her advice to help all our listeners with their marketing and sales success. It's going to be a great show. Thank you. Terrific. So Keith, do you want to do the honors and walk Ray and listeners through the show format and what to expect? Yeah. So today it's going to do three simple things here. It's our three classic power segments. First, Ray, well, our special guest will lead off with a top marketing or sales quote that will help our listeners gain wisdom very quickly that they can apply to their, to their life. Secondly, Ray will then share a personal story on her marketing or sales success or failure for people to learn from her experience to utilize for their career. And then lastly, Ray will close with a sharing key marketing or sales best practice so they can remember and apply this to their both personal and professional life for best success. So those are the three things we're going to cover today. Ray, hopefully that's good for you and uh, you're comfortable with that. Are you ready to begin? Sure am. All right, let's kick it off with the power quote segment. So Ray, how about you share a quote that's meant something to you in your life and career that's really been impactful? Sure. So full disclosure, I'm not really a quotes type of person, uh, but I do have a few kind of mottos or sayings that come up a lot in my life that I thought I would share instead, if that's okay. Excellent. Uh, So number one, reality is your friend. I always believe, especially with working with large teams, Better out than in, the sooner you can address a challenge, a delay, or misalignment, the faster you can solve it. Third, uh, second would be 
change before you have to. Uh, the only thing constant is change in life and at work, especially in startups. Um, so I've just found that it's not the intelligent people that win in the long run. It's those that can adapt. And the third one is build great relationships and business will come. It's a little bit of a take on the build great products and people will come. Um, I've found that prioritizing building relationships based on trust, honesty, and integrity, no matter what is happening and in startups, a lot can happen. Um, but uh, people who don't focus on relationships, they might win halftime, but I don't think they'll win the game. And so great relationships last longer than companies, especially startups. Uh, so it's incredibly valuable and I would love to see people focus on that more. Well, Ray, for someone who doesn't, not necessarily a quote person, there's some powerful quotes right in there. Thank you for that. That's, I'm going to throw you a zinger here. Uh, based on the fact that you shared three, if you had to choose one, one of those that for whatever reason right now in your life means the most to you, which one would it be and, and why? And what do you think? Why is it important you think for our listeners and in terms of how it helps with someone's life and whether it's their career or personal uh, life? Totally. Happy to share it. Yeah, I think it's the relationships one. Uh, since I started my own company recently and joined forces with my Olivine partners, I'm finding that like relationships I built years ago at old companies that like have come and gone and not all of them succeeded. The relationships are lasting and they're becoming my clients or they're referring me to new business. When I need some like random casting call requests, people respond. And um, so I just think helping people and focusing on relationships, even if it's, you know, slowing you down and launching this product or whatever it is you're trying to do in, in your existing job, it just pays tenfold down the road to treat people right and reciprocate and help whenever you can because someday they'll help you too. That's great. I can relate to that because our last um, interview was based on a relationship we had with Mark Adams, who was VP of Creative Labs in Silicon Valley and then up becoming president and CEO of Micron and Lexar. And it was based on a relationship from like 2006. So again, always build good relationships, never burn bridges, keep in touch. And in life, at, at the end of the day, it's people. It's about people and relationships. So thank you for that. VJ, anything you want to add or follow up with? Or any questions or comments? Yeah. So I'm actually going to take a quick uh, pass at all three quotes. They're wonderful quotes, uh, Ray. And thank you for sharing with our listeners. So the first one where you mentioned reality is your friend. Uh, what it reminds me of is just being authentic. Because at the end of the day, being and staying true to yourself will always help you, be it a marketing leader or a sales leader or a professional. It doesn't matter which career or where you are today, but being authentic and staying true to yourself will always help you win big time in the long run. Second code that he shared is change before you have to. Again, it just reminds me of the other code, which is change is constant. So absolutely, it's uh, the onus is on you as you're looking to build your professional career and building all those relationships. It's always about just keeping track and staying abreast of the trends and then always constantly looking to change before you have to, right? And absolutely, again, just closing in, Ray and Keith on the relationship piece, that's a big, big emphasis for all of us, be it in marketing or sales. And that's been our big mantra throughout our podcast episodes, right from podcast episode one to seven. It's all about empathy and having and building that sincere relationship. 
Excellent. That's wonderful. It's a good recap. Ray, anything else you want to close off on that? And maybe just out of curiosity, in terms of relationship, the relationship of you and VJ and how you became a special guest on the show, maybe you can just share that little tidbit. Sure, I'd love to. Yeah, I'm in some product marketing group online on Facebook and VJ made a call out for podcasts, I guess. And so I was like, sure, I'll see what this is about. So I messaged him, we talked and we actually have really similar career paths. Not that we've done the exact same thing. We're kind of rebels though. We both did other fields, worked in other industries and then kind of made our way to product marketing. So we kind of hit it off there. And then I'm launching an e-course soon. And part of the e-course is uh, video interviews of other industry experts, both that are in product marketing and in you know, other roles that work with product marketing. And uh, so I was like, hey, come be on my video uh, interview and I'll be on your podcast. So already off to a great start on relationship building and helping each other out. That's great. And, our, and on our 10-year anniversary, 10 years from now, because of our relationship, we'll have you back on. See that? That's how, that's how we roll. <laughs> <laughs> or even sooner, maybe it's the 100th episode. You never know. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Well, thank you so much for that, Ray. How about we shift gears here now? Let's go into the power story segment. Um, this is an opportunity to share with our listeners a, a story that you have in your life, whether it's a sales or marketing success or failure. Anything you stand out to that you want to share that we think taught a uh, teaches a valuable lesson? Absolutely. So I always think failures are much juicier uh, to share and learn from than uh, successes. Uh, luckily, I, I did learn from this one and can turn it into success down the road. But um, when I was at Intercom, I was tasked with launching uh, a new product. At the time, it was called Articles. It's a self-service support product. And uh, the story here is about alignment with product uh, marketing and sales. Uh, and so we had done a great amount of groundwork as a product marketer. We were writing the story uh, for the product announcement before scope even begun. You know, I thought that we were like all on the same page, but as we were getting closer to launch, I could feel this misalignment kind of festering. And the way this surfaces itself is a few different people that I was uh, working with, specifically on the product team, kept kind of repeating the same statement to me, they would say, um, you know, this is not a docs product, like a documentation product. And I, I was kind of feeling like it was just such a specific statement that it, it couldn't be a coincidence that it was probably coming from a specific place or person in the company. So dug a little deeper and uh, realized we needed to call a meeting with the VP of product, which isn't really someone um, I normally interact with because he's like way above my pay grade. Paul Adams really really smart product guy. I've been leading product at Intercom for a number of years. And so I kind of, I'm kind of poking the bear a little, asking some questions. And sure enough, Paul says, uh, this is not a docs product. And I'm like, okay, we have found the source. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And so I pointed out, okay, then why does our help center, which is powered by this new product, live at docs.intercom.com? And there was like crickets the video call was so awkward. You felt like everyone, like you lost the connection, but you probably didn't. And everyone's just feeling, and I'm, I'm like, Oh God, I hope he doesn't fire me. <laughs> uh, and so what we were realizing is that like, there was this huge, like subtle, <laughs> subtle, but very fundamental misalignment in what this product was, you know, 
where he, Paul was coming from, he was saying like, well, this isn't a docs product because it's so much more, because there's no dead ends, because it's inherently personal. And usually docs like help centers are not personal. And, you know, there's feedback loops and all these things that like I completely agreed with and that were true about the product. The thing is, is like, we, we can't really like invent a new category for an existing category because customers just won't know what the heck it is you're talking about. Um, and so we just realized we had a lot more work to do when it came to like getting the messaging right, getting the landing page right so that everyone, you know, was happy that the product team really felt like we understood their vision for what they were building, that it really was like challenging the status quo on help center products, but that we knew we were building a bridge from like what customers understood to what they expected of this product. Um, so in hindsight, you know, we ended up delaying the launch and in hindsight, that was absolutely the right decision. It was very expensive though. Uh, and so we had to learn from it. Um, and then, so what happened was the next launch, uh, I was leading was for, uh, uh, their intercoms bot operator, uh, which is now a bot that spans the entire intercom platform. It interacts in the messenger and, uh, with every single product. Uh, and now after this big learning on, uh, the articles, help center articles product, I now have the confidence and conviction to really push hard early for alignment, uh, across the entire product team. So I flew out to Dublin to work with the product team really early on and just make sure that everyone was aligned so that we could kind of like slow down now so we could go faster later. Uh, and it really, it really paid off. Like even bots, they're very complicated, but I just felt like everyone felt like they were heard and we were all on the same page and it just made the launch go so much smoother. Wow. Uh, I really love the way you said slow down now so we can go faster later. And what I hear is one of the key takeaways or the, the lessons learned is to catch things early, be upfront, have the confidence to call out any concerning red flags in the beginning of the process versus waiting maybe if it gets too long at the end and it can become more costly. Is that your, what, what, I'm curious what you considered the key takeaway here or the bottom line that you want people to, to walk away from for this story? Yeah, absolutely. Just like getting, yeah, 100%, go slow at the beginning and really get alignment, not just with your direct you know partners or stakeholders, but just make sure like up and down the organization, there's alignment. Uh, it can be very daunting to, challenge or be misaligned with someone who's much higher up in the organization than you, but everyone will respect you more if you just have that hard conversation up front rather than waiting and letting it fester. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. That's really nice. And it's, I know it's a personal story and um, something our listeners can really take to heart. So VJ, any questions or thoughts for you on, on that, on that story? Yeah, several thoughts. Again, a wonderful story there, Ray. Uh, so one Takeaway, I think, uh, which you hit upon and which I would emphasize to all our listeners is when you strongly believe in something, don't hold yourself back. So in this case, Ray, you actually took the courage and took it up to have a dialogue with the VP of product, even though he was way up in the uh, hierarchy, right? It's not about hierarchy or the title. It's standing up for what you believe in. And I think you did a great job there. That's one. The second piece, which is where you mentioned about category creation versus playing in the existing category are entirely like it's, it's two different approaches, depending on which one you want to pursue, right? It's a huge 
challenge and it takes a huge effort to build a brand new category in the market versus if you're trying to launch and build and grow your market share in an existing category, it's relatively easier. So definitely uh, I love your story there. And those are the two key takeaways uh, for the listeners as well. Thank you, Vijay. Ray, any thoughts on what Vijay just said that stand out to you from that? Yeah. I mean, Believe me, I'm all about creating new categories when it's due and when it makes sense for the product. Uh, I've been lucky enough to kind of, I think Intercom as a whole is in a sense creating a new category because their product spans sales, marketing, and support. And there haven't been a lot of products like that. But when this product, like when the product you're launching does in fact fit very neatly in a category, don't pretend that it doesn't because it will just create friction for your prospects and your (laughs) users. Yep. Absolutely. I like that, Ray. Again, goes back to your one of your first quotes, which is live in reality, act in reality. So don't try to pretend something that's that's not really true or, or so to speak in terms of reality. So thank you for that. All right. So why don't we shift gears here and go into the third segment of the show. This is the closing best practice sales and marketing takeaway. Uh, Ray, I understand that you have a good closing takeaway for our audience today. That's something that you want to share in regarding sales or marketing. Yeah. I mean, I've been very fortunate to work with amazing sales teams and marketing teams uh, across a bunch of different companies. And uh, I coach a lot of product marketers. I work with a lot of new product marketing teams at companies and something I'm always trying to get them to understand is that sales is an incredible resource for product marketers. Uh, here's a few reasons why. One, sales can fast fail any idea. Like before you build the product, before you go do all this landing page work, like try to find that really kind of, uh, forward thinking, really innovative salesperson on that team. I'm sure you kind of have a clue as to who they are, if not ask the VP of sales Uh, and just get them to kind of test your messaging a little bit or test this idea and you'll get this instant feedback loop uh, if this is working or not. Uh, They can also tell you exactly who to talk to when you need juicy product feedback or if you're trying to launch customer testimonial marketing. Uh, much more effective to just go straight to sales rather than sending out like an email blast to everyone. Uh, and more than them just telling you, you know, what are the big logos that are happy, they'll be able to tell you who is charismatic and who is really insightful. Uh, so that's a great resource for you. And then the other thing is they already have a winning pitch or uh, a great way to describe the product because they get to constantly test this messaging. They just forget to tell you about it. Uh, so you can't expect them to email you and be like, Hey, I, you know, I sold to a customer today. They, they got it right away. Here's what I said. That doesn't happen. Um, but so often I hear product marketers who are kind of in this position of wanting to audit salespeople to make sure that they're saying quote, the right things. And I just like fundamentally disagree about how that, I don't think that's how the relationship should be at all. I think that Product marketing and marketing in general should be building a partnership with sales and that you should work together to help each other reach your goals. And if you're constantly saying like, you're not allowed to say that or say it this way instead, like you're not doing their job every day. They know how to close deals. So let them do that. Um, But to build this partnership and to learn from them and kind of vice versa, you need to actually sit in their sales calls. And so often I hear product marketers say that they sat in a call and it wasn't useful. Um, but it's 
like to me, sales is like dating. You gotta, you can't just expect to meet the love of your life on the first date. You gotta go to a bunch of, go on a bunch of dates uh, or go on a lot of sales calls so that you can kind of hear what's happening. Uh, and you'll, once you start listening in on sales calls and you're dialed in there, you're gonna get a better understanding of not just your prospects and your customers, but you'll have a better understanding of the feedback that sales is feeding back to you. And I have an example for this. So one of the clients I was working with, Envoy, I was getting this feedback from sales that a lot of their customers were just not your like typical modern Silicon Valley customer, but they were reaching kind of quote, like old school industries, like in manufacturing or education and healthcare. And that we needed to kind of tailor our messaging and, and our go-to-market strategy based on that. But since I've pretty much only worked in Silicon Valley and in tech, I didn't really quite understand the gravity of what they were saying and like how much they meant it until I was listening in on a sales call with a prospect. Big, big company, pretty old school company, slow movers. Uh, they were quizzing the salesperson and I could tell they kind of had this like, I gotcha tone. Uh, that they really felt like they were pushing the salesperson hard. So the question was, so are you going to update the software every year that, that we're buying? And I was like, oh my God, he, this person, like, he doesn't understand software like SaaS at all, that we're like shipping every week. <laughs> so I'm thinking to myself, like, sure, buddy, we'll ship it to you in a box. You know, like, <laughs> it's so old school. But it really just like, this one little tiny statement that this prospect made made me understand all the other sales feedback that was happening. When they said like our prospects are kind of old school and they like need more help understanding the product. And I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. We're not just talking about like someone who's behind a little in Silicon Valley. Like we're talking like decade. Behind. Um, so that really helped me just internalize their feedback. They had been saying it all along. I just didn't quite grasp how much they meant it. Oh, wow. Wow. That is an incredible closing uh, best practice takeaway in terms of what this whole podcast is all about. You started off, Ray, with talking about sales and marketing and the sales for marketing being an incredible resource, number one. And the whole spirit is that marketing and sales are teams. We are partners. We are what we like to say on the show. It's like two wings of a dove flying high to success. You got the left wing marketing, right wing sales flying together. And I really appreciate how you had that mindset as a marketer of how important sales is as a resource. And then your story really goes into the fact, again, on the importance of sitting on sales calls, going on sales meetings to hear the reality, back to the your quote, yeah. the, re, the realistic, yeah, the reality of what's happening. What are people saying? So I'm really impressed with that. And thank you uh, for that uh, comment. VJ. any questions or thoughts for Ray? Yeah, I just want to echo what uh, you mentioned, Keith. So great story, a lot of insights there, Ray. And a couple of takeaways, uh, I think uh, that stood out for me is one, always treat sales as a strong partner, always build that collaboration mindset and pursue that. That definitely stood out for me. And that's been the emphasis and the mantra throughout in all our podcast episodes. So super helpful and great that you emphasize that, Ray. And second, to your point, right, it actually, your story, it actually reminded me of uh, the core, one of the core values, which I believe in is 
what I call as intellectual honesty, right? It's keeping yourself almost humble, uh, not to always boost your ego, but sometimes you need to question what you thought was right. And when you have that mindset, you automatically start to listen and open your eyes and heart to what the other person is saying. So in that scenario, when the salesperson was saying, hey, these guys are not Silicon Valley companies, uh, but kudos to you that you actually took the time back or, or took a stance back and f- tried to figure out what they really meant. So great story. Great takeaways there. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Anything else you want to add on that based on VJ's feedback? Or Nope, that, that all sounds right on to me. All right, great. Because I my experiences in doing sales and marketing, when I had the sales hat on, I found it super valuable to have marketing by my side because, I mean, how often, Ray, have you been in a sales meeting over your career, even as a marketer, where I'm sure you've said something or did something in the meeting that contributed to winning the business? Do you have any any thoughts on that? Because you, you're very helpful in maybe sometimes answering a question or using the right phrasing that maybe a salesperson might have missed. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean... Usually I try to follow the salesperson's lead and as a product marketer, someone who really deeply understands the product, I used to be very surprised at kind of how high level the salesperson stayed. Um, so that was like uh, kind of a, a note that I learned to follow over the course of the years and not give them like the entire ingredients list, but like give them an appetizer if they want to learn more. Obviously, you should answer all those questions and be prepared to. Um, but you don't have to give them like the entire, <laughs> the entire uh, recipe list right off the bat. And then the other thing is just as a product marketer or uh, any anyone who works in product or just is outside of sales, I've heard from sales leaders and sales reps that sometimes like even if you're saying pretty much the exact same thing as their account rep, you just as knowing that you don't have like a commission on the line, they can sometimes. Uh, trust you a little bit more, have a little bit more credibility, or just like sometimes like, you know, your mom's been telling you the same thing over and over, but you just like didn't listen until someone else told you. Uh, So just having that, um, being that like kind of outside voice can really help kind of bolster the salesperson and um, just like add credibility to the conversation. Uh, But yeah, I, I wouldn't consider myself particularly uh, experienced in sales. So I usually follow the salesperson's lead and, uh, Usually that goes well. Yeah, thank you, Ray. And to your point, sometimes just being in the room and when marketing speaks up and gives another perspective on a message or another way of describing the product, it's really helpful to the sale. That's why sales and marketing, to your point, it's a partnership, it's a team. So, So thank you for that. All right. So why don't we proceed here with concluding our podcast? It's been an amazing show. We're just going to now do a summary on some things that stood out, some key takeaways from the overall show. DJ, do you want to share with the audience some things you think are worth remembering today? Yep. I'm going to stick with my formula of power of three. So the three takeaways are the following. Number one, relationship. Always treat everyone you interact with right and treat them with respect. Second, It doesn't matter if you're in product marketing or sales or any marketing function for that matter, but if you believe in something, the onus is on you to stand up and bring the attention of all your stakeholders to that core issue which you think may affect the launch or a business deal. And third is 
when you are in marketing and if you're in marketing always treat sales as a strong partner and vice versa yeah thank you for that and I, what I really appreciate Ray what you said today that really stood out to me was when you were talking about your quotes I really like your change before you have to I, I've never really heard it said that way and that succinctly and that beautifully and specifically change for the better right let's 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 be honest there is bad change so let's uh, continuous improvement or the Kaizen uh, Japanese theory yeah change before you have to and Ray I also really appreciated your slow down now so you can go faster later. That was wonderfully said. Anything else, Ray, that you want to add to uh, conclude our podcast? I think you've captured all of it. Um, yeah, I guess the only other thing I'd add is that anytime I'm launching a product, whether it's for Intercom or for my other clients, it's always a huge team effort. Uh, for example, launching uh, both the Help Center uh, product and the Operator Bot product. There was over 65 stakeholders involved. Uh, and so getting alignment and trying to establish trust with all of those people takes time, um, but it absolutely pays off. Yes, agreed. And uh, we just want to let you know, Ray, how much we appreciate you being part of the Winning Combo podcast. It's really been a complete honor and joy to have you here. You're very articulate. I loved all your stories. You're very colorful in the way you describe things. You got a wealth of experience. And I understand you have a, a closing message here, something special, a special message for our listeners. Oh, I suppose. Yes. Uh, my partners and I at Olivine, uh, we've had uh, really great success over the past couple of years helping clients with their product marketing strategy and we can't quite get to everyone so we decided to launch an e-course uh, it's specifically for product marketers to help them grow their products and their careers it has a bunch of best practices and downloadable templates that you can just make copies of and make your own uh, as well as video interviews with industry experts including uh, the co-host VJ. Uh, so if you want to check that out, you can learn more at olivinemarketing.com slash course. Thank you so, so much for having me. Excellent. Olivinemarketing.com slash course. Is that correct? That's right. Wonderful. That's great. Thank you for doing that. And thanks for being part of the show. And listeners out there, thank you for listening to the podcast, The Winning Combo. We hope you enjoyed it and that it's helpful to your sales and marketing career. Yep. Thank you to all our listeners and uh, uh if you find this episode helpful, please do share and spread the word with your colleagues and within your network. And also don't forget to leave a rating on your favorite podcast player. So again, once again, stay tuned for the next show and follow us, The Winning Combo on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook. And remember, till next time, keep learning and keep winning. Thanks for listening to the podcast, The Winning Combo, your home for wisdom on marketing and sales success. Featuring your host, Keith Washoe from Research Triangle Park, North Carolina, and Vijay Damojaprabhu from Silicon Valley, California. Stay tuned for the next show and follow The Winning Combo on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook for free content and the latest podcast episodes to help you be a winner.